anything we speak, by faith we're gonna see. There is nothing you can do, every word you say is true. Lord, you never fail, never fail. My phone in my purse keeps me. will prevail, not afraid of giants.
that is too hard for him. Hallelujah. No situation that's too big. Hallelujah. He's still working miracles. Yes, thank you, Jesus, that miracles are happening right now. No matter what the world says, we 
will believe the report of the Lord. We will I worship you. I worship you. 
you're turning lives around. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you.
keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are to me, Jesus. You're my healer. You're my shelter from the storm. Father, we bless you. You protect me, oh Lord. You're the miracle worker. You're everything I need. You're my strength. You're my joy. You're my peace. Just begin to call on him, whatever you need from him today. Come on, he is everything for us. You're my healer, my deliverer, way maker. That is who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, we just thank you for your presence today. We thank you, God, that you are not surprised by whatever that we're dealing with today. God, and we thank you that you are the way maker, that you are the miracle worker in the midst of what seems to be impossible, that you are working in the midst of that to cause a breakthrough on our behalf, to cause a miracle on our behalf. I thank you that you keep your promises. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we shall see the promises in our life. We thank you, God, that you are the light that's within the darkness. You are the hope, God, for today. We thank you that you are the peace for today. Lord, I thank you, God, for those that are here in the building this morning and those that are tuning in. God, that you would give us peace, that you would give us wisdom, God, in this season. We thank you that you make a way, God, uh, in the midst of famine, oh God, that you make a way for your people, oh God, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have called us to be the head and not the tail. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that no matter what the enemy tries to come and throw throw our way, oh God, that you will raise up a standard against the enemy, and we thank you for that. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you keep your promises. In Jesus' name, we thank you, God, that you are speaking to us today. God, we thank you that you are meeting every single need. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Um, we're so glad that each of you are tuning in. Uh, those of you that are worshiping with us on site is awesome. There's nothing like, even though we know the presence of the God can, the presence of the Lord can come straight through these cameras to your living room, to your car. There's nothing like worshiping together. There's just something about that Amen. corporate anointing. Amen. Amen. And so we know a lot of people are possibly out of town traveling. Maybe you're tuning in um, while you're out of town during this Labor Day weekend. We pray traveling blessings over you and have a wonderful time with your family. And um, I'm excited about, we're going to show you in just a minute, we have announcements by video, so I won't be sharing those with you, um, except for two things, that today we're kicking off our possible series. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of us may be dealing with impossible situations, but God says that all things are possible. So our, our whole series this month is called Possible. And so we are believing for the supernatural manifestations of God. God, for miracles to be released, for breakthroughs to be released. I also want to let those that have been attending the grief group on Mondays um, at our New Orleans campus to know that tomorrow night 
we will postpone our, uh, our our grief group and we'll pick up again the following Monday. We also are really excited about our sync groups that are launching. We uh, be on the lookout for our social media posts on that, our emails, and um, so you'll know what kind of groups to get plugged into. All right, at this time, direct your attention to the screen and hi and welcome to Praise Church. We are so excited that you're worshiping with us today. We have three campus locations, Ascension, New Orleans, and online. To find out more about us and our ministry, please visit praisechurchoflouisiana.com. Monday, August 31st begins our 21 days of prayer and fasting. During this time, we are believing for breakthroughs and miracles. Are you in need of healing in your physical body? Maybe you need a breakthrough in the midst of an impossible situation. Join us for Breakthrough Night, September the 8th at 7 o'clock at our New Orleans campus and September the 9th at 7 o'clock at our Ascension campus. There is no greater way to get better connected with Praise Church than in finding community and spiritual growth in our synced group ministry. We are excited to announce that our fall Sync Group semester will begin September the 14th. Sync Group registration will be provided for free on our website. Find a group that interests you today. Hi and welcome to Praise Church. We are so excited that you're worshiping with us today. Hey, we're glad you're joining us today. We've got a, a message for you, I believe, is going to challenge you in a lot of different perspectives. When God turns, a, turns an impossible situation to a possible situation, we need to have insight and be able to perceive what he's doing. I believe everything is possible through God. The word speaks to us and says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When it's talking about, about through Christ, it's talking about his word. When his word becomes revelation to you, when there is an understanding of his word, it comes into your life, then there is a whole different perspective of who you are and what he's wanting to do in your life. So the first passage I want to go to is in John chapter 3, and then I'm going to go into Exodus uh, in just a moment, or Genesis and then Exodus. But uh, in this, it says in verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, when we're going through this teaching this morning, I want you to begin to put yourself in a position that, that you begin to develop insight and you begin to develop foresight and you look at sight. There's three things here we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on sight, we're going to focus on insight, and then we're going to focus on foresight. Insight is being able to see what is in your surroundings. It's at a glance, at a moment. We, we look at things and we, uh, on a daily basis, we're constantly seeing things. Where we want to move to is having insight and then having foresight. Just being able to see something does not mean that you're getting the full revelation of that. And so as we look at the word today, um, hopefully I can break this down that we can all begin to move into seeing something beyond the obvious. <clears throat> Comprehension, I believe, is the most important area 
as we begin to look at something. You know, it's important that we comprehend what we're reading. It's important that we comprehend what's going on in the conversation. So comprehension is very important in our life to be able to see beyond the obvious and see what's going on in the world or in someone's life. If someone was to come to you and begin to start a conversation with you and, and begin to, out of their heart, begin to tell of a situation or tell of circumstances, then, then what begins to happen is we can see it for the surface value or we can comprehend a greater picture. We can begin to evaluate what's really going on in the heart of an individual. What caused them to get to this position or to this place in life? So just seeing the surface is not enough. We have to have insight and we have to have foresight. Comprehension is one of the most important things that we can have. There is a creative perspective or a creative perception and then there are situational perceptions. We can be in a situation and perceive what's going on. Many people live in a situational perspective or perception. <clears throat> There's a, a, a saying that goes that he who perceives receives. He who perceives receives. Now when I'm saying that, when we're looking at scripture, we're going to begin to see where that Moses came by a burning bush and he saw something, but then he carried on. He saw the obvious, but then the word says he came back to perceive. And when he began to perceive, the word says, and the Lord saw that he came back and was inquisitive of what was going on to see something deeper then he began to receive what God had for him. To, to uh, inherit the kingdom of God, you have to comprehend. And so it says here, uh, Verily I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So the first step here is to be born again, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and to receive God into your life. Now, that is the beginning, or that is, gives you the qualifications to be able to see the kingdom of God. But many people that are born again never get to see the kingdom of God because they never go deeper than what is on the surface. The scripture begins to speak to us, and, and as we read it, we can get a historical value from the scripture, or we can look at scripture to bring us value in the time that we're living in, in the circumstances that we're dealing with, to give us revelation of how to occupy in that moment. You know, I find that many times we ask God to pull us out of a situation when many times God is wanting us to remain in that situation so that we can look to see something deeper than what we're at, what's actually going on around us. There are invisible motions, and, and I say that reluctantly in one aspect because we don't want to look and think that there are things that are moving that we cannot see. There's invisible things that are happening 
in the spirit realm that are in motion. Now, as a believer, I have to perceive. And what we're talking about here is insight. We're talking about foresight and being able to see. The Bible speaks to us and says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Now, there's two things here. One is we can listen. The other is we can hear. We can can see and we can have insight or we can comprehend. I I look at those areas and I begin to see where that, that we have sight. Sight means what you do every day of your life and most people, most people never comprehend what's going on around them. It's just a, a, a viewpoint of what's happening around their world. It's a viewpoint of what's happening around their world. Everything's going wrong. Things are happening to me. I, I, I can't seem to get ahead. Uh, sickness has plagued my body, and we, we're, we're focusing on that. Now look at insight. Insight is the capacity to see a little further. The capacity to see a little further than the obvious. Yeah, there's obvious things in our life. There are things that we look at on a daily basis and, 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 and we, we comprehend to a certain level. But when we have insight, we're able <clears throat> to see Beyond the obvious. You know, uh, this morning I got up and, and began to get dressed. And, and typically I, I go in, I, I grab my, my, my suit, I grab my shirt. And, and uh, sometimes when I bring my, my clothes in from the cleaners, uh, it, it has wrinkles in it. And if I'm not paying attention to see what's going on, yes, I have a shirt, I'm putting the shirt on, but if I'm not paying attention, then the obvious goes beyond being seen. So I could come to church and have a wrinkled shirt or that clean shirt, I can take it and press it again so that it gets the wrinkles out. I see I have a shirt, I see I have, uh, I have my clothes to get dressed, but when I look at the detail of it, I can see maybe a spot that didn't come out from the cleaners or <clears throat> because I didn't separate my clothes the way I needed to, the bunching of them together caused a wrinkle or a crease to take place. So I have to look at the obvious is my clothes that I need to put on, but having insight of seeing what might be on those clothes or is it appropriate having that insight. It's seeing beyond the obvious a little bit further than the foresight. The foresight is, is allows us to see further, but it gives us a perspective of events that are not obvious. In other words, when I start seeing in the realms of the spirit, when I start seeing beyond the obvious, and begin to move myself into the place that I'm seeing something that is going on in the heavenlies, now I have foresight of what's coming out in my future. Uh, these th- three areas are very powerful if we can catch the concept of what we're, what we're talking about here, 
to move into being able to see what God is trying to do in and through our life. Foresight, the perspective or the perspective of events before they actually occur or actually happen. So if I have insight, I can see a little bit further than just what's obvious. But if I have foresight, I can actually begin to see something in the future of where this is leading me. The ability to see something that is not obvious. Now I want to go into uh, uh, Genesis chapter 1. I want to read uh, beginning in verse 26. The word says that God created us, created man in his likeness and in his image. Each one of us are created in the image and in the likeness of God. If you see God as a hard taskmaster, it's hard to see him beyond that position. Many people are raised in, in, in their life and maybe their father was abusive. And sometimes they equate the heavenly father as being a hard taskmaster or abusive. So we, we look at God through the perspective or through the glasses of what we wear. And if you see him as a hard taskmaster, you'll never be able to see him in any other position or beyond that position of being a hard taskmaster. <clears throat> in, in, uh, well, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image, in our image. That means that there were more than one that was there. I believe that what was taking place, that God's family, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, was all there, and he had a plan. God had a plan, and he said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. It goes on and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, we understand that God created us in his image and in his likeness. His image means to reveal. You have the power to reveal and you have the power to reflect. Now, the power to reveal him or to reflect God, what does he look like? When, you, when you're looking in, in, your, in your home and there's a mirror that's on the wall and you're looking at it from one side, you're not in front of the mirror, you're from the side. And it's almost as though there's nothing there. Now, you may see a wall or you may see curtains or, or reflection from the angle where you are, but when you stand in front of the mirror, that mirror now reflects the image that stands in front of it. So what I'm saying here is that, that, that we have the power to reflect and we have the power to reveal. That's what it says here. We crea- he created us in his image and in his likeness. And we have the power to reveal God and we have the power to reflect God. Not only can you be a person to reflect, uh, this is what what I know about him, 
but I also have the power uh, that I can reveal him, that, that I can begin to say this is who he is and that his, what he does, I can also begin to reveal him through my own life. As, as, you, as you look at other people, how do you look at them? We, we, we look at people and we look at things based upon uh, um, our environment. We perceive God based upon our environment, our upbringing, our influences that we have had in our life. Now, when, when we're looking at the moves of God or, or the presence of God, God can come to us in the midst of storms, and many people are able to see him in the storms. Many people are able to see him in certain seasons of life. Many people see him in the calmness of their own world. Many people see them maybe him in the mountains or on the beach or, or, or locations. So people will travel to go to locations to be able to see the presence of God. Because your environment will cause you or cause me to relax and enjoy God, we're more apt to hear what God is saying. In, in the times of trouble, it's hard for us to focus on the things that God's saying. We're trying to, to, to keep ourselves moving, keep ourselves going. But when I have peace in my life, I can settle myself down so that I can actually hear what he's having to say to me. When you're too aware of your weaknesses or your sin... You are overwhelmed by your nature, and it's hard to hear God. Now, why are you saying that? I'm saying that because when we look at the story of Adam and Eve, the word says, and God would come down in the cool of the day and begin to talk with Adam. One day, God shows up to speak to him, and Adam is hiding himself and has made from fig leaves an apron to cover his nakedness. Now, the word tells us that God said, of this tree you'll not eat of because it will expose to you good and evil. Lucifer comes into the, into the arena and he now seduces them into taking a, a bite of this tree, of the bite of the fruit of the tree, and then all of a sudden... Adam and Eve finds their nakedness, and they hide themselves from God. And the word says that God came in the cool of the day to meet with Adam, and he couldn't find Adam. He says, Adam, where are you? And Adam responds to him. He says, here I am. He says, I am naked and ashamed. And God asked him this question, who told you you were naked? You see, at that moment, his spiritual perspective was removed because now he was able to see his own weaknesses and he focused on his weaknesses more than he was able to focus on his spirituality. You see, many of us, we have a hard time hearing from God 
because we are measuring ourselves between a spiritual world and a fleshly world. And because we have indulged in the flesh so much, it makes it difficult for us to hear in the realms of the spirit because our focus is on our weakness and on our sin. We have become so sin conscious that we can't see anything spiritually. When your focus is all about you, then you will measure everyone based upon how you see yourself. We created in his image and in his likeness. When Jesus was walking on the earth, he didn't look only for those who, who revealed God and were upright. He looked for those who had a slight reflection of God and began to pull out of them the God part of them and they began to rejoice because they could see something different in themselves than what they were programmed to see. You see, if we've been programmed only to see our sinful nature, then it's hard for us to see anything other than our sinful nature. But when you find something in somebody that is good and you're able to enhance that by bringing it out, that comes out of them, then it brings them to a place that they can actually begin to see God's reflection in their own life and they begin to rejoice. There was a woman at the well. Jesus was meeting. He went to the well and the woman come and, and Jesus began to speak to her. And this woman had been through five marriages. And the one that she was with was not her husband. And Jesus began to speak to her, but yet he saw a reflection of God in her. And even though she was not in full disclosure of who she was, Jesus now brings her to the point and says, yes, he says, you've had five husbands and the one you're with now is not your husband. He began to look at where she was, but he saw something in her that now stirred that whole community to come out and see a man that told her all about her life. Now, it wasn't the exposure of what was going on in her life that he was really focusing on. It was the goodness that was in her that needed to change, that needed to be brought forth so that she could touch a city or a community and bring them to Christ. When she came back, she brought all of the people of the community to hear this man called Jesus. Jesus was not exposing her sin. He was pulling out of her the reflection of God so she could see that there was hope for her life. The goodness of God leads a man to repentance. You know, people don't need to know what their sin is. We're well aware of our sin. Adam was well aware of his sin even though God didn't tell him about his sin he was aware of it the moment that he disobeyed God. That's why he ran when he heard God saying, Adam, 
He ran from the voice of God, ran from the presence of God because he was ashamed because he was focusing on his weakness and focusing on his sin, and he now becomes sin conscious and not spirit conscious. There was a severing that took place, and many today are, de are dealing with sin consciousness instead of spiritual perspectives. We have to reveal God in someone. When man fell, his eyes were opened, and whatever he saw then, he saw good and he saw evil. Spiritual perspection was lost as a result of that moment. His spiritual perspective was lost when his eyes was open to his sinful nature. Many of us wonder why we're not hearing from God anymore. Why don't I hear his voice? Why don't I hear him speaking to me? It could be that you lost your spiritual perspective and you're more sin conscious than you are spiritual conscious. When God comes to speak to man, the man runs away. You see, we need to be running to God instead of running away from God. <clears throat> how, here's a question that, that I have, how are we ever going to be able to see the beauty that is in someone if we're focusing on sinful nature? How can I pull out someone's beauty when I'm looking at my own nakedness and my own failure. You see, how we look at people many times is how we look at ourselves. So we become critical of others based upon our own perspective of who we are. So it's hard when we're deprived, it's hard when we're miserable, it's hard when, when we are a rotten person or we perceive ourselves as a rotten person to see other people any different than we see ourselves. Because I'm evil, you're evil. You know, I, I, look, at, I look at things that are being posted on Facebook and I hear these people call themselves prophets and they've got doom and gloom for everybody. And I sit back and I wonder, based upon this one comment or this one theory, because I'm evil, you're evil. I wonder sometimes, because they cannot see the good in anyone else, what is the evil that they're dealing with in their own life? It's an interesting thought. Because God, God always pulls the good out of people. God always focuses on whatever slight reflection of him that is in their life. He begins to bring it to surface so that someone can rejoice. It's the goodness of God that brings man to repentance. It's not the hellfire and brimstone that brings people to repentance. Or, or it may get them to the altar and they may cry and they may weep, but when the pressure is off, they go back to the way they used to be living. It's the goodness of God that changes the heart of an individual. It's the goodness, it's the love of God 
that says there is value within you. And I'm here to tell you today there is value in you. There is a creative perspective that God has about every one of us and he wants to pull the good out of us so that we can deal with our weaknesses. Yeah, we have to deal with our weaknesses. We have to deal with our sin. We have to, we have to repent and we have to get it to where we remove that from our life. I'm not saying that we don't. We do. But what causes us to be driven or drawn to God is his love that he has for us. The difference between look and see or listen and hear is the word tells us that faith comes by hearing. Hearing brings us to a deeper perspective of what God is trying to say. I can listen to a message, but it doesn't change me. But the moment that I hear the message, then that gives me a deeper perspective. It comes out of your perspective of what God is saying to you. Look is a casual observation to evaluate or to come to a conclusion based upon a quick overview. There's a lot of people that are looking. There's a lot of people that are listening, but they're not getting anything from it. You know, many times in our life, we can come to a service or we can pick up the Bible and begin to read it and not get anything and not draw anything out of it that changes our life. But when I actually begin to see and I actually begin to hear, something changes within me. An instant observation. Not being persuaded by my social uh, status or my cultural differences or my upbringing is very important in my hearing and in my listening. I can listen to what's going on and it not affect me. But when I begin to hear what the word is saying, it now begins to bring a different perspective if I'm not looking at it through my social status, through my cultural upbringing or how I see things. I have to see things how God is presenting it to me. You see, I can evaluate the word based upon the glasses that I wear. I can evaluate the word of God and look at God as being a hard taskmaster or, or, or a stern God. But when I look at it, the word of God of how he wants me to see him, yes, he can be stern. Yes, he can be, he can be hard, but he's a loving God. He, he's a God that loves to have fun. He's a God that loves to bless his children. He's a God that, that cares about the needs. He is moved by, by his feelings. He, he, he changes his mind on things. I'm not saying that. He's going to change his mind on the laws that he has. But when people begin to pray, he changes his mind on the end results of what we deserve. You see, when I accept him as my Lord and Savior and I develop that relationship with him, I now see him differently. The word in John, 3 John, verse 3, it says, unless you are born again, you cannot see 
the kingdom of God. You see, I don't want to just look. I want to be able to see what God is doing and what he is bringing into my life. So to be able to see is an acute and deeper observation. To be able to see is a deeper observation than what I'm looking at. I can look at a situation, look at conditions, and it not move me. But if I start to observe and have an acute uh, insight of what's happening, I now have a deeper observation and I can extract things from something that is beyond the obvious. We have an external world and we have the kingdom of God. Where are you getting your observations from? Are you observing from an external world? Or are you observing from the kingdom of God? If you are opposed to what you are hearing, hear me now, if you're opposed to what you are hearing, you don't qualify to be the artist who paints it on the canvas. You know, you, you can look at a, a, an artist and they come in and they have a blank canvas and, and they have their, all of their paints and all of their brushes and all the tools that they need to take and, and to put on the canvas what they see. I can, I can draw just a little bit, but, but there are some people that can see things that I don't see and put it on a canvas. I was looking through some uh, uh, sayings the other day, and, and, and I came across a deal that says, um, um, pictures without words say a lot. And so I clicked on it for a moment, and an ear, a picture of an ear came forward. And, and if I looked at it from a distance, it was just an ear. But the more that I began to look at it, I saw that one of the creases in the ear was actually a serpent speaking into the ear. Now I got the picture of what the artist was trying to put on the canvas. There was something evil that was speaking into the ear of an individual. There was no words that needed to be typed or needed to be put on there. The caption of the picture, the artist put it in and there was a thousand words that was portrayed just by that picture. You see, when you're able to see beyond the obvious, then you can communicate on a level that brings the goodness of people out and causes their weaknesses to be dissolved. And no longer are they, are they focusing on their weakness or their sin, but they're now seeing inside of them a reflection of God, the way that God wants them to see themselves. You see, it goes back to Adam. When Adam partook of the tree of good and evil, his eyes were opened, and he was able to see good, but yet he was able to see evil at the same time. And his focus became more on the evil than it was the good. Isn't that how we are today? We have a tendency to focus on the evil more than the good. How can we communicate to people if we're not seeing 
how God wants us to see. How can I influence people and affect people in a culture that we're focusing on the evil more than the good? There's a fusion that needs to take place in our life, this optical fusion. It's the joining of two images into one precept. The joining of two images. God, what God wants to do, he wants to take how you see things and bring how he sees things so that you can see it as one picture. Yes, he doesn't change who you are as far as your background, where you came from, but he wants to infuse into your life that you can see how he sees a thing. Two images in perception. It's your image, it's what you see, and the spirit image, it's what God sees. He doesn't exclude your observation, he doesn't exclude your culture, and he doesn't exclude your images. What he does is he fuses it with him till it's one. He causes you to be enlightened or to be in the light. He causes you to see things how he sees it. In Exodus chapter 3, I want to turn there real quickly. In verse 2, Moses was keeping the flock of, of his father-in-law Jethro and he comes to a place in the mountain of God and the word says in verse 2, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in the flame of fire out of the midst of a bush and he looked and behold the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. <clears throat> Look at this, and Moses said, I will now turn aside and see the great sight, why the bush is not burnt. So in other words, what was happening, Moses was coming along and he sees a bush burning and he passes on by. And then in his mind, he begins to say, there's something else about this bush that's burning. And he comes back to the bush and says, I'm going to turn back to the bush because there's something more that I'm, than what I'm actually looking at here. I need to see what's actually taking place. Verse 4, And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, look at that, that word see. It's not to, just to look, because look, look, we begin to see and we observe what's present around us, but Moses now is inquisitive of why is this, not, is this bush not being consumed? So he wanted to see deeper than the obvious. He saw, that the, the, uh, uh, he saw that he turned aside to see, and God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And when he said, here am I. And he said, draw not uh, nigh hither, but put off thy shoes from off thy feet. Man, he's, a, he's in a, a mountainous place, and, and God's saying, take off your shoes. You know, because of this verse here, 
Many people think they need to repeat that and take something off. But this was for that moment where God is dealing with Moses and saying, hey, you're on holy ground. If you're going to see something deeper into this, then see that this place where I am is holy. Take off your shoes. Moses had an encounter with God. He not only looked at the burning bush, but when he turned back to see, that's when the revelation came. That's when the voice of God came to him. And that's when God said, take off your shoes. Moses says, why take off my shoes? He says, the place whereon thou uh, uh, stand is holy ground. And then God began to speak to him and reveal the deeper part of what God wanted to speak to him. If Moses would have passed on by and never turned back, he would have never heard what God had to say that day. Here's my point. Don't miss the opportunity to go deeper in the things of God. Don't miss your moment. Don't take everything just for what it looks like on the surface. Start looking and then start seeing deeper. Don't just listen, but hear what God's saying. <laughs> it goes on and begins to tell some events that, that, that were happening here. When, when you have a need, you tend to lean more into listening to God. When there's a need. When there's a need in our life. You know, God's a jealous God. The word says he'll have no other gods before him. It could be that God allows us to go through some needs in order for us to lean in to hear him and begin to get his perspective of where we are and what we're doing. Let me make this comment. Repetition makes you dull. Repetition will dull the mind and senses. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, you can do it with your eyes closed. But what a dull life that is to never be able to grow any further than your repetition. We want to hear what God is saying. We want to be like Moses and not just look, but be able to see, to not keep walking, but turn and focus on what God is saying. Verse 3 says, I'll go back. The, the original translation says, I'll go back to see this great sight. Now, when Moses went back is when God began to speak to him, when God began to reveal to him who he was, who God was, and who Moses was. An encounter with God, but he would have never saw it except that he went back to observe. Many times when we're reading scripture, don't just read it as a historical event. All that's good and all that's wonderful. And we need to understand the history and be able to get a picture of what's going on so we can get a picture of what we need to have in our life. <clears throat> when you do hear, 
when you do hear what God is saying, it begins to change your life. You see, every one of us, we can hear the voice of God. We can have an impression. Some people call it their conscience. I, I, I look at this as God knocking on my door for me to not just hear, not just to listen, but to hear what he's saying. Not just to look, but to be able to see what he's trying to show me. And when I'm able to see, now I have insight that goes deeper than the obvious, but I also can go deeper than insight and get foresight uh, to see what he's saying about my future. So when this world is in so much turmoil, I literally need to see what God is saying, not based upon my condition, my influences in life, my favorite news channel, my, my favorite people that are speaking into my life. I have to go beyond my influences and begin to see what God is saying about a thing and not allow my influence to pollute what God is saying. Then I can be the one that is able to put it on the canvas that now brings the obvious but also brings insight to what I'm seeing and be able to have foresight of where I'm going. I think many people in our life today, we have such self-prejudice that we're looking at ourselves and we want to put that on everyone else. He says, take your shoes off. You're standing on holy ground. First reflection in Moses' opinion Man, I'm just in a mountain walking around. Why do I need to take my shoes off? Because you're on holy ground. If you're going to see deep, see into the places of what God is wanting to bring. I want to I go to Exodus uh, chapter 4 real quickly. And I want to look at verse 2. <clears throat> verse 1 says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. Now he's, now, he's now trying in his own mind, rationalize and to discredit what God had commanded him or spoke to him to do. Now, verse 2, and the Lord said unto him, what is in thine hand? And he said, a rod. Now, the story talks and it says, throw it on the ground. And what looked like to be common with him this rod, this staff that he held every day that walked him through the mountains and walked him through the desert was with him all the time. And his perspective was, it's just a rod. And God says, take what's in your hand and throw it on the ground. And it became a serpent. It became a snake. And Moses, not understanding what was going on in the moment, begins to turn and run from the serpent or run from the snake. But God was trying to show him that what was in his hand was greater than his perspective if he could only see through God's eyes and see what God could do. Look, the word says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but he can only get to us through our perspective. And if your perspective is 
That's just a rod. That's just a staff. That's just a, a, a stick in my hand. Then how can he use you when the magicians come forward in Pharaoh's house and throws their rods down? You see, God wants you to see beyond how you see yourself. And he wants you to see yourself how he sees you. And when we get that perspective, then whatever is in our hand can work for the kingdom of God and can work for us. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this here just be, for the, for the uh, sake of time and ask you this question. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself based upon your influences in life, your culture, your social status, how you were raised? Is that how you see yourself? Do you see yourself in a sinful nature or are you see, looking at yourself from your weaknesses? And can you as an individual move to a place to see how God sees you? You see, in Moses' life, God was trying to get him to see himself how God saw him. Moses went on to use that rod to hold up over the Red Sea. He struck a rock and water began to come from the rock. Now God told him to speak to it, but, God, but also Moses knew the power that was in that rod that was in his hand, and he learned how to use it even though he didn't just speak to it, he struck the rock. You see, there's power in us when we're able to perceive the likeness of God in us. When we're able to see ourselves how God sees us. Now John 3, 3 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. As an individual, I want to see the kingdom of God. In fact, the Lord's prayer incorporates, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. When Jesus was dealing with people and, and, and people were delivered and people were healed, he says to them many times, he says to them, the kingdom has come unto you. You see, we need the kingdom of God in our life, but not just having it that we can observe from afar, observe from a distance, but to have the kingdom of God that we know who we are in the kingdom so we can start moving things in the realms of this earth by the Spirit. You say, well, man, you, you're getting a little kooky here. No, I'm just getting real with the kingdom of God. I'm just getting real to understand who we are as believers and who we can be as kingdom people. What's in your hand? What is it that is just obvious to you that you look at every day and you, and you give no credibility to it that God is wanting to use in your life to change not only your world, but to change the world that's around you. I pray today that this message is challenging you. 
And I pray that as you're moving towards God, that you open your eyes, not to just look, but to see. Not just to look at the obvious, but to look beyond the obvious and see deeper into what God is trying to reveal to you. You know, today you might be in a situation where that you say, you know what, I used to hear from God, but I don't know what's going on. I don't hear his voice anymore. I, I don't get these impressions. I don't feel like he's with me anymore. You know what? God never walked away. It's us that becomes sin aware. Awareness of our sinful nature or our weaknesses or our shortcomings or our, our failures, and we begin to focus more on that than we do the spiritual aspect. So it may be that we just need to repent and say, God, I'm turning it over to you, and I'm going to climb this mountain to get as close as I can to you because I want your kingdom in my life. And you can right where you are begin to pray that prayer. In fact, why don't you pray this with me right now? Dear Heavenly Father, I want you to come into my life and change my life. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I will follow you all the days of my life. And I repent from my weaknesses. I repent from my sinful nature, but I need you in my life. I ask you to let me see, not just the world how you see it, but first let me see me how you see me so I can change a world to the way you want it to be. Amen. You know, I'm going to challenge you today to get closer to God and allow his word to get in you. And as you're reading it, don't just pass by, but stop and begin to see what he's trying to say to you and let it become first and foremost in your life. Thank you for joining us today. I want to I just challenge all of our, our people, our tithes, our offerings. You know, the word says to bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. You know, today I, I pray that I have given you some meat I pray that I've given you something that you can build on for your tomorrow. And if you want to contribute today to this ministry, to this church, you can go to our website at Praise Church of Louisiana, and you can give to, to whichever church you desire to give to, uh, uh, Ascension Parish or to New Orleans, and we would be greatly appreciative of that. You know, in the midst of this COVID pandemic, everybody's been affected, and many churches have been affected also. So we need to remember giving our tithes and our offerings, and blessings will begin to come into our life. We want to thank you for joining us today. We're praying for you. We love you. Tune back in Tuesday and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. We have messages that we'll be giving out uh, in those services. It's going to be good. And uh, just to remind you that this Tuesday in Metairie, we'll be having a service. We'll be praying for the sick, praying for those that have needs in their life, that God will begin to show up and show off in their life and bring, bring 
resurrecting power to things that seem to have died in your life. And then Wednesday night, we'll be here in Gonzales at our church, Ascension Parish campus, and uh, we'd love for you to join us and be a part of it. God love you, and we appreciate, appreciate you, and we'll see you soon. God bless you.